everyone, and welcome to another episode of Waynesboro at Work, a podcast where we talk with entrepreneurs and business leaders from Waynesboro, Virginia, to learn about their business origin stories, the passion they have for their work, and a little bit of everything in between. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by India Eves. She is the owner of MIM Beauty Supply in Waynesboro. So India, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yes. Well, and your beautiful background, um, those of you that are watching the video cast on YouTube, uh, you can see India's beautiful tree. Those of you listening, she is sitting in front of this gorgeous Christmas tree. So very much in the holiday spirit um, here on the podcast and video cast. So India, for people that don't know, tell us what MIM Beauty Supply is all about. So MIM Beauty is a diverse beauty supply store um, full of incredible items for everybody. Um, We cater to all ages, all um, nationalities or whatever. Um, Yeah, so we have everything from hair products to jewelry, makeup, um, stuff for the beauty salon, barbershops. We have clothes. Wow. Um, hair, wigs, ponytails. It's just so much that we have. You know, what so this is reminding me of is kind of like a, a great place to go get some Christmas presents. Absolutely. We have the <laughs> perfect stocking stuffers for everybody. If you like to do your hair yourself for men, we have stuff for the beards, mustache, your hair. Ladies, we have 99 cent makeup, like wow. lip liners, eyeliner, eyelashes. Yes. Right. Okay. So everybody listening, this is going to be posting before Christmas. So you still have time to go over and get all of your gifts and stocking stuffers there. So India, tell me where did your passion for the beauty world, beauty supply world, where did that come from? I would say it came from my mother. My mom has been doing hair. She's been an entrepreneur for as long as I can remember. And um, from owning her own salon to doing hair in the house, she's just been doing hair forever. So I kind of was introduced to the world through her. Um, And I'm actually a licensed cosmetologist as well. So I went to school for it. So um, I followed in her footsteps. She's absolutely the most dopest person ever. Um, But yeah, that's how I got into the beauty world. And then I went to college and I actually worked at a beauty supply, came back to Virginia and uh, managed a beauty supply store. And I was like, you know what? I really want to own my own. I love it. I'm so passionate about it. I'm like all things beauty, but I don't think it's about the beauty part. I think that it enhances and it makes you confident. Um, it makes you be able to go in a room and just own it. And I love giving women and men, um, the creative environment to do so, so they can be creatives themselves. That is a really, really good way to explain it. It kind of reminds me of that quote where it says like, if you feel good on the outside, a lot of times it helps you better on the inside. Absolutely. I totally believe in that. I don't think that makeup will make you a, a nice person or a beautiful person. I really think that um, it's in the inside of us. And I just feel like it can 
enhance you. It can give you the confidence that you need to walk in and get that promotion or start that new job or take that next leap of faith, whatever it may be. I think that um, beauty comes in all kinds of shapes and forms. And if I can be on that journey to inspire people, to give them that extra boost that they need to feel um, their self-esteem go up, that's my that's my job. I did it. That is awesome. So, you know, I talk with a lot of um, business owners and, you know, people have different paths to entrepreneurship, but there is, seems to be a, a theme that somewhere along the way they bumped into, you know, somebody that was doing it that they could look up to. And it sounds like that was your mom for you. So how yeah. amazing is that? So tell me a little bit more about kind of what you saw her doing that you might've carried into your business. How did growing up, seeing your mom as an entrepreneur impact what you're doing today? I think the healing aspect of it all, like when you're um, a hairstylist, you sit in the, the room with these women for hours and you, it's just a conversation. So I was drawn to like the conversation and hearing women and their stories, cause that's how it started. She did mostly women's hair. Um, just hearing the stories and what they came through or what they overcame, it just, um, I guess inspired me that way by being able to speak to people, speak life into them, encourage them, motivate them. And then at the end of their hour and a half, they have a whole new look and they're feeling better about themselves. So technically like when you are a stylist, you're a therapist as well. You have yeah. to listen to every story. And I think that it's a very powerful position to be in because you can give these people life. You can help give them a new perspective and another outlook on what their situation may be. You know, so I think that she inspired me to want to help people and just give them um, hope and give them um, confidence and give them, like I said, another outlook, another way to look at it. Yeah. You know, there is something so interesting about sitting down to have your hair done or your makeup done, you know, and it, it's almost like that chair helps you be more vulnerable, you know, cause yes. you know, yes. the stylist, like, I feel like you're right. They've heard a lot of stories in that chair yes. and it's a, it's, kind of a cool place that you can open up. And then, like you said, you walk out feeling confident in how you look yes. as well. So that's, yes. that's really amazing. Um, so in terms of what you offer there, I think when we think of term in terms of like beauty supply, women are like the most obvious people right. that tend to come to mind. So tell me a little bit more about how, what you do applies to men and like what they might should be looking for there at your store. So men need confidence too, right? It's not just women. It's the industry for everybody. It's well diverse yes. in age and race. So for men, they come, they get their clippers, they get their barber side, they get their, you know, do rags, their combs, their brushes, the stuff for, you know, their beards, because I actually have men come in and they're like, what can I get for my beard? So it's not so rough. It's getting dry during the season. Mm -hmm. So we have um, beard bombs, beard growth, softening stuff for beards, 
oil because, you know, just because you're a woman doesn't mean that the hair texture changed. We all have hair. So we all need conditioner. We all need shampoo. Oftentimes, a lot of men, they use soap on their hair and it's like the worst thing. It dries your hair out. You need a beauty supply. We will help you. And we teach people. That is um, what we're passionate about. We teach people how to take care of their hair, how to make their hair soft, how to make their hair grow. What And we actually find the root of the problem. Mm. What is it and why is it not working? And we actually teach and educate people on getting the proper products for them. Same for men. You have hair. It doesn't matter. Just because you're a man, it doesn't mean it grows different. You're a man. You still have hair. So you still want it to be soft. You still want it to be manageable. You still want it to grow. So yeah, we um, cater to men in that aspect as well. Yeah, that you hit on so many good points there. One is just like you said, like we all have things that, you know, we have to maintain on our physical being. Right. And that goes for everybody. Um, and two, you know, it can be really like a good form of self-care to do these things yes. for yourself, you know, yeah. and really be taking care of yourself. And then also the teaching aspect, because I think it can be, you know, even as a woman, like very overwhelming to walk into some mm-hmm. beauty supply stores and you're just, there's like a thousand options and you just don't yep. know. And so I love that you're taking more of like a consultative approach. Absolutely. What you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. And it goes back to caring for people, really finding out what works for them, what their story, what their need is. And I just feel like my mom was so nurturing and helpful to anybody. It doesn't matter if she was busy, she could be in the grocery store. She would take the time to offer her services, her, her expertise, if you will. That's, that's her area. That's her niche. And I feel like it is overwhelming going in and you have a hundred different shampoos, but they all work differently. And if you just take the time to help somebody, then you'll help them and you'll help their confidence as well. You'll help their situation, whether it's not growing, it's thinning, whatever it is, you'll be able to help them as well with their confidence. Right. Yeah. Very, very well said. So, um, MIM, does that stand for something particular? Is it an acronym? So it actually stands for Miss India Mentions. So my name is India and I kind of adopted the last name Mentions um, because I always wanted to be known to mention something. Takes us back to my mom, how she would mention things to women. So I always want to be that person mentioning something, whether it's, you know, uh, faith in God or whether it's um, beauty, whether it's hair, whether it's makeup whatever it is, or even if it's just relational um, advice, I love to mention something to people to inspire them, encourage them. So that's where I got the name. It kind of just stuck. So um, yeah, it's Miss India uh, Mentions Beauty. Awesome. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. I feel like every business should have a good story for the name, like how yes. they came for the name, um, yes. that makes it really, really memorable for folks. So that's really cool. So you're going along, you know, like, let's go back to, I guess what, two years now where everybody's going along, we're working in our different businesses, doing our thing. And then all of a sudden, or what feels like all of a sudden the pandemic hits. Yes. Oh my goodness. So t- tell me how COVID impacted what you were doing at the time. And then what was it like to be an entrepreneur 
during this pandemic? So uh, March 20th, 2020, um, the pandemic hit and we had the mandate to shut up everything and go home. If you weren't an essential worker, you had to stop what you were doing and just go home. So at that time, I was an entrepreneur. So I've only had MIM Beauty for one year. We just celebrated one year, November the 15th. But I've been an entrepreneur for five years during that time for a hair salon. So it was called Uncover Beauty. So that's what I was doing when COVID hit. And um, actually licensed cosmetologists, they weren't considered um, essential. Mm. So it gave me a lot of time to reflect and really, I think for everybody, I think it gave everybody the opportunity to sit down and get out of your normal routine and figure out, okay, what is it that I'm passionate about? What is it that I actually want to do? How can I get from point A to point B? And that's what I did. I I had no job for, I think it was eight months, almost nine months. Mm -hmm. And, um, I sat at home and I'm a visionary. So I just could envision what I felt like the community needed, um, what I wanted my heart's desire actually, because I would say hair, um, being a licensed cosmetologist is like number two, but the the whole beauty industry in a, in a whole, that is my number one. And that is what I wanted to do during the pandemic. I definitely wanted to open up a beauty supply store. It's been a dream of mine for like 10 years before I opened it. Nice. So when I was in college, I would work at some places and I was like, you know what? I really want to open my own. So I felt like it gave me a sense of rebirthing myself, I guess, during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to live authentically for myself and what I really wanted to do. I didn't want to do something just to make money. I wanted to do something that was actually going to make a difference. Right. Yes. I think very well put the, definitely the pandemic, you know, inspired a lot of soul searching and a lot of yes people and your story, you know, it's like they say, like necessity is the mother of invention. Like sometimes when things are not going great is the time that sort of launches us into the yes. next chapter. That's actually going to be amazing, you know, but at the time it can f- feel kind of scary. So scary. I was about to say it, it, it- <laughs> could be amazing. It, it's, I think when you're an entrepreneur, you're a risk taker anyway. Yes. So it's like, you know what, if it doesn't work, at least I'm going out doing what I want to do. You know what mm-hmm. my passion is. I'm actually going to take that leap. Like I love doing hair. I love doing hair, but I didn't want to have to depend on it, you right. know, as, as a form of income, you know, got you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that, you know, I think when we get a little further out of the pandemic, hopefully, and, and one day we're not having to worry about it on a daily yes. basis, we're going to sort of like look back at this time and almost, you know, in, in all the devastation, there was also in many ways, it seems like kind of a, an awakening for people yes. of what, what's important in life, how you want to live your life, that sort of thing. So um, yeah, so that's fascinating. So you're based in Waynesboro and why is Waynesboro a good place to have your business? Well, 
I would say I take pride in Waynesboro. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a resident of Waynesboro. I've been here literally all my life, (laughs) um, except for like three and a half years when I went to college in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I love Waynesboro. It's family. It means something to me. I feel like Waynesboro raised me. Like I had the whole concept of life literally here. So, um, I think there will be no other place that I wanted to start my first business, uh, other than Waynesboro. It yeah. just, it just, it wouldn't be right for me. It's my community. It's my people. It's my schools. It's my banks. Why not? Yeah. There's something really special about having your business in the community that you're from, because you're yeah. literally like helping your neighbors and yes. you know, the people that come in, you know, like there's a very direct connection with what you're doing and how it's impacting people you've known your whole life. So that's, that's really neat. Um, so in terms of, you know, we're coming up on the hot, you know, we're in the holiday season, we're coming up on the new year. What, um, are your plans for 2022 for MIM beauty supply? Definitely. I'm a type of person every year. I have to do something different. Every single year, I have to do something different. So I'm excited for what is to come for MIM Beauty in 2022. We're adding so many more things, not just product, um, but also service. So I'm really excited about what we are going to be launching next year. Um, I think it will definitely take MIM Beauty to the next level. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I don't want to share too much, but I am excited (laughs) about what we have in store, um, for 2022. I I just, I just, I like to challenge myself every year. So this year, last year was a challenge with the whole beauty supply. And so even within the beauty supply, I'm challenging myself to do many more things this year. Right. Yes. Like you said, entrepreneurs, I think, a lot of times they are the visionaries and, yes. you know, that, that they're, they're always coming up with like what the next thing is going to be, yes. which is really exciting to see. Yes. I get excited. I do get excited because I am a visionary and I can always say things a different way. Um, I don't like to get stuck in a place. I'm always working to achieve something a little bit better. And then next year to be a little bit better. Just, I like to challenge myself. It has nothing to do with trying to compete or trying to be better than the next person. It really is for myself because I like to push myself to the next level. Awesome. So I'm excited. Yeah, that does sound exciting. So we'll have to be checking in with you regularly in 2022 to see what you're, see what you're up to. Absolutely. So, you know, you have been in this in this entrepreneurial world for a long time now, Um, you know, but there are some people that are just in the dreaming phase, or maybe they've, you know, just started to wade into their entrepreneurial journey Um, with so as someone that has experience and, and a lot to share, what is your best advice for entrepreneurs who are just starting out? Um, I'm a very faith-based person. So that is like the center of all of my calmness. So um, I feel like you have to have a good 
foundation, whatever your foundation may be, minus God. And I think that that um, would help. Also, um, you got to be a risk risk taker. You got to step out. You got to do something. If you don't do anything, nothing to ever get done. So, um, yeah, just stay focused um, on your vision. Tunnel. You have to have tunnel vision. Um, on what you want to achieve. Yeah. So if you have a plan, if you have a goal, um, you have a dream, you stay focused, have that tunnel vision and work towards something every day. Yeah. Work towards something every day, even if it's a little thing, even if it's calling the bank or if it's, you know, trying to do resources, find more resources, whatever it is, do something every day and um, actually write it down so you can, um see your goals. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's amazing how, if you can remain consistent and what seems like a little thing every day, like that is what makes up all the big things are all the little things that you did, you know, I definitely should have said that consistency (laughs) is key. Like if you give up, it'd be like two years ago by, you know, and I said earlier, I had this dream for 10 years and I was serious about it, but I guess not serious enough. Like you have to make a move, even though you could be terrified, you have to make a move. So consistency, I think, um, this is a perfect idea for entrepreneurs or inspiring entrepreneurs, make a vision board. We're going to the beginning of the year, write a vision board, write something that you want to accomplish and then check it off, check it off um, uh, throughout the year. Give yourself a goal or give yourself like a checklist and do something towards it quarterly, weekly, monthly, whatever it is, but you have to do something. Right. Yes, absolutely. So when you were, um, kind of really gearing up to launch this, did you have a lot of support around you? Did you have a lot of people cheering you on? Was it more of like a solo journey? What was that like for you? So I'm big on not broadcasting anything until it's here. So I didn't have like a big support system. I don't think anybody knew anything except for my very, very close tight circle. Um, but yes, I can say for my tight circle, which knew, oh yes, they were praying for me. They were fasting for me. They were helping me with their time. They had their trucks moving stuff in, (laughs) uh, they were, you know, uh, moving things from one location to another location. I had the most incredible family. Pretty much that's what it was. I had some friends and a lot of family and they helped me. They believed in the dream. Um, yeah, it was, it was the most incredible experience. Oh. You're back. Okay. I'm back. Sorry. I have <laughs> it was the most incredible experience um, for everybody, my, not everybody, my family, the people that knew to be excited for me, they were actually like ushering me into this beauty supply store. And for a long time, we had all of the equipment there and no product, nothing. And I was like, still believing God that it was going to come, that, you know, everything was going to uh, get into place when the right time came. And I was sitting in my hair salon at the time with all of this beauty supply stuff 
still with my plan and just waiting for everything to fall into place. And I'm so glad that it did. I'm yeah. so glad that it did. I, I believe that um, with the store, it changed so many people inside of our community, but also outside of my community. I have had people travel from different states wow. um, to come see the store. Um, they were just so impressed with the, the layout, with the services, um, with the, the customer service. Um, people were really, really excited to see someone young achieve her goal. So there were people cheering for me. There were people rooting me on. And when everybody else knew, I think everything else fell into line, fell in line, I guess I could say. Yeah. Yes. It is with like, the support. Yes. It's so incredibly important to have a support system. It's not to say you can't do it as a solo entrepreneur, but right. like when you have that support, that is so energizing and like yes. people that are that are as invested as you are into your success. That's a right. real blessing. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. I Like I said, I'm, I'm a person like keep it small until it happens. So you don't have to blast your idea to everybody because you're going to always have people that may say negative things, but tell the people that you feel safe with, tell them your idea and they will support you. So I had the most incredible family <laughs> to support this dream. I'm so thankful for them. Yes. All right. Well, shout out to your family for being so amazing. I am sure that they are like so proud of you and everything you've accomplished, you know? Yes. Yes. I don't feel like the store is, of course, the store is my name, but I feel like it was for all of us in the store because it makes our family proud. Like we are actually servicing so many people and um, getting to take pictures with them when they come in, if they want, they take pictures in the store, you know, and they post, they say that they made it to MIM Beauty Supply. Mm -hmm. It's just been an incredible journey. It really has. And I'm so blessed and honored to be trusted with such a sacred place. Yes. Yes. So, um, the other thing I wanted to touch on, um, because there's been a long history of like entrepreneurship being male dominated. And so as a, as a woman entrepreneur for, you know, the younger generations or women that are considering doing something now, do you have any bits of wisdom for them? Because I think sometimes, you know, when you're entering into something and, and you don't see a lot of people like yourself doing it, it can be a little bit more daunting than normal. So what advice do you have, if any, for women specifically? Um, I think it's something that you either have or you don't. And I love a challenge. And because it's, of course, I'm a woman, but also I am a woman of color. Yes. And then I'm a woman. I um, have two children. So I feel like it wasn't expected for me to succeed mm. because like you said, a lot of men do entrepreneurship. Like they, they have the information, they have the money, they do it. But when you see a woman, a young woman of color, um, you know, uh, facing all different kind of, you know, challenges that come her way, I feel proud to be able to number one, be open and uh, have the support. So 
for women out there, I say, let's rock it out. It's not <laughs> a lot of us. It's really not a lot of us. And I feel like the odds are against us. And I'm just a person. I'm like, hey, they say I can't do it. Let me show you. Yeah. I can because yeah. it's not that I do it in my own strength. I do believe that with God, all things are possible. And if I did it by myself, I would have failed. Mm -hmm. But because I had him on my side, nothing is impossible for me. Every door that I need to be open has been. And I'm so blessed and grateful for that. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I mean, mindset is so important in trying to achieve. Absolutely. Dreams. Absolutely. So for young entrepreneurs, women, men, whatever, I feel like you said mindset. And I feel like if you want to get serious about something, sometimes you have to make your circle very small. You have to, because you have to change the mindset. You have to get rid of all the naysayers. You have to get rid of any doubt in the room. And you have to focus, like I said, the tunnel vision, you have to focus on what you want. And sometimes it's very hard when you have so many people put in all their ideas. You got to sometimes separate yourself. And the pandemic was a perfect time to separate yourself. You couldn't go to your mom's house. You couldn't go to family's house. Like we didn't even celebrate. Uh, we celebrate it, but in our own homes, I have a huge family and we always celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas together, but we couldn't. And it really gave you an opportunity to see who was for you and who wasn't, yeah. you know, what relationships lasted and whether the storms and which ones didn't. So get your circle smart, um, smaller and yeah. change your mindset. Anything is possible. Anything yeah. is possible. All you have to do is work at it. I started reading so many books <laughs> and listening to so many people's stories. And I felt like you had to be like some super smart, educated person in order to be great at something. I have a degree and I am uh, seven months away from my second degree, wow. but but I don't always feel like I'm the most smartest person mm -hmm. um, when it comes to things. But listening to people's stories, I feel like experience is the best teacher. Yeah. And listening to different people's uh, failures. And they say, you know, if you're constantly winning, you're not learning anything. Right. You're not learning anything. You're not challenging yourself. But for the fact of, you know, if you can fail at something and then it'll give you a door to try it another way until yes. you get it right. So yes. failure is such a good teacher, but a lot of people don't like to fail. So a lot of people don't like to step out because they don't know what it's going to be like, right. but failure is okay because it teaches you to be great. You know, I know a lot of people don't like that, but it is right. so true. <laughs> Sometimes you got to fail to learn. Oh, you got to fail to learn. Yes, absolutely. I, I forget exactly where I read it, but I read something that said success is really an indication of how well and how quickly you can recover from failure. Oh, yes. yes. I believe that. Yes. 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 The other thing that you said that really stuck out to me was about, you know, evaluating and, and not feeling like it's a bad thing if you have to sort of separate yourself um, and have a, a smaller, tighter circle yeah. while you're trying to achieve your goals. I was listening um, 
to Will Smith's book that he got it. Yes. And he was talking about just this morning. Um, I was listening to it and he was talking about how you have to be really careful whose advice and opinions you internalize because their advice and opinions is coming from their own framework, what their own fears are, what their own limiting thoughts are. And they could be incredibly well-intentioned, but they don't know you like you know you and what you could be capable of. So that definitely reminded me of what you said about keeping your circle kind of small and like having a really good opinion and advice filter. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I have that book. I've started it, but I have not completed it yet. I'm so excited to finish that book, but yes, he has, um, that was a very good uh, point that he put in because you cannot listen to everybody's advice. You can't, you know, people will count you out very quickly. Mm. So if you, don't have to deal with a lot of that, you can advance much further. If you don't have to keep proving to people or even trying to reconvince yourself that I can do this after so many people told you no. So yeah, that circle and and knowing who you can trust and who's actually believing to see your dream coming to fruition. Yeah, is dope. Yeah, you said, I think you said something so key there, which is like, having like, not only do you get maybe the opinion that's not the best, but then you lose, you can lose a lot of time. Like you just said, trying to reconvince yourself yes. of what your conviction was yes. before you heard all of this chatter coming in. Yes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, India, it has been an absolute pleasure to talk with you today. Um, I'm so thankful that you came on the podcast. I'm really excited to see what happens and 2022. So, um, yeah, maybe we can circle back around and have you on again. Um, but for everybody listening or watching, um, please go check out India's store, India, tell us exactly where you're located and then how to find you on all the socials. Okay. So you can find us at 1344 West main street. We are right beside parties, um, 1344 West main street. Or you can follow us on Facebook at MIM Beauty, or you can follow us on Instagram at MIM Beauty underscore. Yeah. Okay. So last question before I go, I feel like I would be really remiss if I did not ask you this because you are the beauty expert. What are the hot trends going to be in 2022 that we should be looking out for? Um, you know what? The one thing about being in a beauty industry, it changes so fast. It <laughs> changes. You can have a trend and then overnight it changes to something <laughs> else. So I can't really predict because it is constantly changing. And that's why I love this industry because you can never get bored. You can never get bored. It is always something new to inspire you to be a trendsetter, you know, whatever. If you're conservative, that's fine too. We yeah. still have everything for everybody, but the trend Trends for 2020. I don't know. I would say more color. Okay. Um, more. Um, I, I think a lot of people get to express how they feel with the the color of their hair. A lot of I've seen it all. <laughs> I've did it all too. <laughs> so yeah, color is just one thing. I don't think it'll ever go out of style. And I think people are with the the neons, the pastels. It's just so many different things you can do. So yeah, who's to know? 
who is to know we'll we'll be watching out but i guess you know ultimately kind of like you said earlier it all boils down to whatever makes you feel good like absolutely you know what i mean so whatever gives you that boost that confidence you go for it and you rock it awesome all right well india thank you so much again for being on this episode of waynesboro at work and for everybody watching and listening please check out the Visit Waynesboro YouTube channel, Waynesboro at Work on Spotify. And you can also learn more about businesses and entrepreneurs in Waynesboro by visiting waynesborobusiness.com and growwaynesboro.com. We will have many more um, packed episodes for you of great advice from our entrepreneurs and business leaders here in Waynesboro coming up throughout 2022. So make sure that you subscribe so you will be in on all of those. Thank you everybody for listening and watching. Take care and be well.